Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And uh, it's been a rough week, Sid. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough week. Um, Sid, Sid's mom got COVID, which mm-hmm. was rough. She is okay. She's fine. I, I feel like when you say that, you need yeah, to preface yeah, right away. Sure. She is doing fine. She is through it. She is better. But she she's is a symptom-free. Huge, she's a huge help to us with the kids during the week. And this week, Sid, the same exact week. Sid was also on hospital service. So it's been a tough week here at McElroy headquarters, which is just, which West Virginia can, headquarters. Can I take that opportunity with those two pieces of information then to um, to sort of springboard from that and remind everyone yes. that we are in a surge of COVID again. I think mm-hmm. that that has been widely reported. And um, this would be a great time to consider masking in crowded public spaces. Mm-hmm. This would be a great time to if you haven't gotten a COVID vaccine or if you haven't gotten the new COVID vaccine that is now becoming available. Mm-hmm. It's available in some places. Um, we, I don't know. It's available some limited places in our area. You, Your area, you might have more, but it's out there. Go to the CDC website, follow the recommendations. If you haven't gotten it, you should get it. Um, and just be aware that if you have something that feels like a cold, it could be COVID. Do you, and you should get tested and, you know, Follow appropriate quarantining guidelines. Well, if Sydney is done on her soapbox, I would like to move forward with my episode of Sawbones, please. Is that I, okay? I'm sorry. It was you just a kind very, of decided that that was the perfect place for that without really consulting it me. Was, it was high on my mind after an extremely busy, busy, I cannot underline, there, y'all. busy week of inpatient hospital service that I have just finished where our hospital was overflowing. Even if you think the flu is not a big deal, day. you you keep don't take the risk of getting yourself in the hospital right now. It's not good out there. Right, right. Well, because I mean, it's not all it's not all COVID, of course. Yeah. There's lots of different reasons, but then when you pile on a lot of respiratory illnesses. So anyway, take care so, of yourselves. So today I'm dipping into our third and final chapter in the Marvel Anatomy uh, series. Uh, thank you, as always, to Mark Sumerak and Daniel Wallace and illustrator Jonah Loeb for their pioneering work on this tome. Uh, at this point, I have covered most of the anatomical concerns of this book. Anatomical concerns. Anatomical concerns. And now I am uh, moving into a chapter that I think of as like ephemera, which by which I mean – this is just stuff that I'm going to talk to you about, about comic books, 
um, and medicine because you didn't have time to research a show. So it's my show and I'm just going to kind of hold you prisoner and talk to you about stuff. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about Throg. Who? Throg. Briefly. About Throg. Throg. Can you describe Throg? Oh, it's a frog. But it looks like Thor. It's Thor frog. I get it. It's Thor frog. Okay. And by looks like Thor, I mean dress like Thor. Like it looks like a frog. This is going to sound like a quiz, but these aren't a quiz that Sid could have any idea the answers for. So I'm more asking her to theorize, not really putting her on the spot with any of this stuff, because who knows? And it's all made up. Sid, is Throg a frog or a bewitched human? Is he a bewitched frog or a bewitched human? I mean, he looks like a frog. Like he looks... How big is he? Scale. Like, is he human-sized? He's more like frog-sized. <laughs> oh, he's frog-sized? Yeah. So he's a frog. Yeah, it's unknown. I mean, he looks like a frog and he's frog-sized. I don't know what... I mean, I can dress a frog like a human and it doesn't make it a human. I don't, I've never dressed... I don't know if I could dress a frog like a human. Look at, I, his, look at his anatomy. Jump. Can you see his organs in his body? It's amazing. All of his human organs in his body. Oh, oh, I'm. I didn't know where I was looking. Um, well, I mean, but the, why do you think those are human organs? I have no idea. I'm just they're a, just organs. Does that look like a human? I mean, I see. You see oh, stuff you recognize, that, I mean, that right? doesn't look exactly. I mean, I see what appears to be a heart, mm-hmm. and that I'm assuming is a lung over there. I don't know. It's very. It's not. It's not. The parts are not labeled. Solid. Anyway, I mean, you, it might be lung. I okay. see the curly intestines on the bottom. The those are definitely is, intestines. The answer is no one knows. So why'd you quiz me on <laughs> It wasn't a quiz. I made it clear it wasn't a quiz before, so that wouldn't seem like a trap. I don't, okay, does, you're going to have to tell me that it has special powers or abilities because right now what you just said is if I took our cat and dressed her as a human, would she be a human now who is like parading as a cat or would she still be a cat who's just dressed like a human? And she would still be a cat. So does the frog do anything other than be dressed like Thor? So this is the current theory. My prevailing theory is that Thor was indeed turned into a frog by Loki, as he claimed, unintentionally leaving behind a small sliver of his hammer's enchanted Uru metal once the curse was broken. If an actual frog came across the hammer's fragment and proved worthy enough to lift it, then he might have been imbued with a fraction of Thor's powers. So it's a possibility. So does the... Hold on. Where, where does the frog feed? Like, does it do things? It's like it, Thor stuff. Like, it does Thor stuff. Yeah. Like, it's super strong, and it can throw its he hammer around. He was still around worthy. And, Even when Thor was a frog, he still proved worthy of lifting Mjolnir, or at least a shard of Mjolnir. So now the frog is always a little bit Thor. It's like a Dr. Donna situation. Yes, exactly. Would okay. You, I wanted to ask also um, about Howard the Duck really quickly. Um <laughs> And, but I don't, there's actually... Is, um, is that, I thought these were all like superheroes. Yeah, Howard Duck is a superhero in a sense, but uh, there's actually nothing interesting about Howard the Duck. Is he part of the Marvel? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he like pops into Guardians. I didn't you, like, know that. see him in there. And the, I've never seen him in Guardians. Um, I was going to ask you about... I've only seen the first of those movies. Or There's more, right? Yeah, there's three. I, and, and the Christmas, you watched the holiday special. That was good, wasn't it? I did watch the holiday cute. special. And I will tell you, having not seen so many of those movies, like there's so many of, of that whole world that I don't know anything about, I found plot elements of it a little confusing. Um, I, I didn't know... It well, is. There's a lot going on. Star-Lord seems sad. 
Yes. I didn't know why. It's because not everyone follows his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and they'll be going to hell, and that bums him out, and that, that is that is a big problem. I think you're maybe projecting a bit of the uh, actor's— <laughs> Yes. The actor's um, feelings onto Star-Lord. I think the, the same— The character. It's true. I think the same thing about Mario <laughs> and Mr. Jurassic Park. Whatever <laughs> his name Mr. Jurassic Park. And Andy Dwyer, sadly. So it is— um, <sighs> I know it's such a bum. Hey, listen, Don't bum me out. Do you uh, do you like Cyclops? He's he seems fine. I mean, I okay. He's kind of a oh my gosh. Honestly. I'm gonna say this, having not seen anything recent that has to do Couldn't with these characters. Um, I always preferred Wolverine. And oh, you're a bad girl, huh? I love it. I always thought like, why doesn't Jean Grey stick with Wolverine? You. But this is the era of X-Men that I am speaking honey, from. So, honey, honey just honey, accept that. Honey, you married the least Wolverine guy that I know. Every man I know is more like Wolverine than myself. I'm a Cyclops. I, I hate to admit it. It doesn't make me feel good, but I feel like I'm a Cyclops. Honey, I'm enough Wolverine for both of oh, us. Oh, that's beautiful. You know uh, Cyclops power though, right? He's got the laser eye. Yeah, so he's got, got a. Names. So he's got a. Now, are there two eyes under there or one? <laughs> Just one big. No, that would be <laughs> rad. <laughs> it's like actually, here's my thing. One huge eye. No, well, that's I don't kind know. Of what the, the idea is that the B, the visor is like his one eye. Like, well, he has his, to wear it, right? He does have to wear it. Now, this is now okay. Good. Oh gosh, you're already ahead of the game here. This is fantastic. Right. Why? Why? He can't control it. So, what? like, if he takes it off, he's just shooting. Eye beams, okay. right? Okay. This, is that right? Yes, that's okay. correct. That's absolutely correct. It was rough going until Professor X is like, try these Ruby Quartz glasses. It was tough at the at the uh the Cyclops household. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He was born this way. Uh yes, with his mutant abilities. Like, did they as soon as the first time he opened his eyes? No. This is what's great. I was gonna say, because he would have wiped out everybody in the delivery room in the hospital. Okay, and well, so, probably not the delivery room. He probably so, didn't open his eyes right away. But like early on like this, in the hospital. Yes, while this varies, the from my understanding, as as a uh, an only passing comic book fan, the mutant abilities tend to uh emerge like during puberty. It's like a oh, as you hit okay. your teenage years, that's when your mutant abilities manifest. Now, Cyclops is <laughs> a baby with laser eyes. Sweet. No, terrifying. Terrifying. But he can't control them. But why? I didn't know this until I started researching this. Think about like Cyclops and imagine like a person who had incredible laser eyes. Do you know why he can't control it? No. He used to be able to. Oh, he stopped being able to? Mm -hmm. No. It says he's just <laughs> Wait, is this does it is is there some sort of medical like I mean, you can't control your eye your your visual acuity mm -hmm. like it's not like i can i am my my visual acuity is very poor right mm -hmm. i'm 2400 mm -hmm. in case you're curious about how well can sydney see <laughs> yeah um 2400 so i have to out in the world or essentially all the time wear glasses or contacts i can't control that like that got worse as i got older my visual acuity got uh, uh less and less and less and i can't like will it Different. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have exercised in some way to control it better. Is that why? Is Head it injury. the same idea? Head injury. Oh, okay. Um, well. So, uh, so, you know, these are incredibly powerful blasts, right? One of Cyclops' full power blasts can puncture an inch-thick steel plate at close range and travel as far as two kilometers with proportionately diminished effects. Now, Sydney. Can it go through lead? 
he's not super. How can such now? This is my question to you. I'm just okay? curious. How can such a force be generated inside Cyclops' skull cavity without pulverizing his cranial matter? <laughs> it's what wild are, if you think about it. Right? There's concussive. What, are, what blasts, is the laser made out of? Concussive force energy. So it's not photons. It's not a. It is. It's con- not a light laser. It is only described as concussive energy, concussive force beams. Okay, and the so word why concussive we, is right in there, uh, but he doesn't get a concussion. He doesn't scramble so his brain. So they're waves, uh, not particles. They are. Why can we? It's are, energy. Okay. Why can we see it? Because it would be weird in the comics. So, well, okay. The practical answer is that. Maybe the glasses make it red. It, but it's always been red even when he's not wearing the glasses. Yeah. So, yeah. So, why doesn't it turn his brains to mush? <laughs> this is, I gotta just tell I you because it's I can't, so I wild. know, I can't even, I mean, like, I'm sitting here trying to, like, stretch my creative medical whatever One that theory, is. Yeah, listen, I could stretch my absolute nonsense muscles as far as I can get them and it still wouldn't get here. I thought it was a light laser. Like I thought, I mean, we're talking about different forms of energy now. The presence? Okay. Once, and I, can I just say, by the way, physics is not my area. I'm just, I'm, I'm apologizing to listeners. Like this, I, I like the gooshy stuff. I like it, the oozy uh, stuff. Is this what it's like to try to get through a show? I'm just, well, I just like, want everybody to know I like the gooshy oozy. I'm okay, a biology person. Chemistry can get up not, in there too. Physics, I'm weak there. This, that's my weakness. This isn't for you. Okay. Every other episode <laughs> is for you. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. One theory I've considered is that Cyclops' eyes act as a miniature dimensional portals allowing instantaneous access to an alternate reality rife with concussive energy. I would never have guessed that. Within his eyes, the presence of ocular retroreflectors similar to those used by nocturnal mammals for light amplification could potentially cycle the ever-present concussive energy through amplifying tissue, perhaps optical crystalline of the type used for laser amplification, until Cyclops releases the energy in a focused blast. Now, admittedly, Continual reflection of concussive force beams could result in internal trauma uh, or perceptual disorientation, but perhaps there are biological safeguards in place I've yet to discern. When you say I have yet to discern, who is that? The author. Who is I? Oh, the, the author. The has yet author to of this book not is not, no, in fiction, the kafabe is that it's uh, Black oh, okay. Panther. Oh, okay. So he's like, he's, he's studying. Because the, the use of first person there really threw me for a second. Yeah, don't be afraid. Uh, Okay, well, um, I would never have guessed that. And also, um, again, like multidimensional theory isn't exactly my area of expertise. Listen, it really threw um, me for a loop too. But is there a are we are we presupposing there's a dimension that is just this is what I like, like a the bunch most of concussive it. energy, and that's it. <laughs> It's I'm a assuming bad dimension. I'm assuming there's no living things. No, just a bunch of groovy concussive force blasts that he's always tapped into. That would be a wild. What? Yes, that's that's yes. Can you imagine what like butterfly effect? What choices would we have had to make differently? Yeah, <laughs> to create the world of just concussive energy. If, if this is the world where Clay Aiken lost American Idol, and then it just spiraled out of control from there. I thought he did lose. No, I thought he did lose. Well, then it's World War Clay Aiken won. He was always a winner in my I thought, heart. I mean, I mean, I know he has gone on to have a very successful career, but I didn't He's think he winner. won. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that was so long ago. My mom loved Clay Aiken. 
I loved Clay Aiken. Uh, okay. Every, and also everybody's mom did love Clay Aiken. That's true. I think, he was yeah. like, yeah. Um, okay. Do you know about Beast? You know Beast? Big blue yeah. cat? Yeah. I know he's about Beast. He's not a cat. He's a big blue guy. No, he's a big blue guy and he's smart. He's super right? smart. That's and that you can tell because he's played by Kelsey Grammer in the original films. Well, um, hey baby, we, I hear the yeah. Yeah, we could debate Kelsey Grammer all day. Hey, let's not. This. Let's get, not do that. Get this. Hey baby, I hear the blues a calling. Oh, so maybe that be- was a reference. Maybe that was a reference. I'm just saying, there's more to smart than like being able to play chess or whatever. Listening to classical music. There's some other things. Um, okay, Sid. Um, Beast. His hearing overlaps with infrasonic and ultrasonic wavelengths far beyond the human range. Of 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Now, from what you know of Beast, which is that he's blue, uh, what would you, how would you guess that that happens? That his hearing is so good? Mm-hmm. Well, um, he's, I mean, there are other animals who use, like, who have better hearing. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's Beast, I don't know what kind of animal Beast is like in addition to human. He is a man, Sydney. Well, he's a man. Like he, he's but it, but we call him Beast. If which you prick him, the connotation the connotation is that like he's something else too. Yeah. I mean, if we start to theorize that like he also has elements of like the inner ear structure of some sort of animal okay. that has better hearing. Well, I mean, you like bats have like sonar and stuff, right? Be- so like. Beast's ears contain more than three times the number of muscles in a normal human ear, allowing him to reposition them for maximum auditory reception. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because there are animals that have better, right? Like dogs hear sounds we don't hear. Mm-hmm. So we don't even have to go into like outside, like the within the mammalian world, um, <laughs> there are e- better ears than ours, although uh, our ears are great. This is, uh, so Beast also has uh, much better vision Uh than us um much sharper mm-hmm. and can see in a greater light range how do you think that's achieved more rods and cones uh an <laughs> increased nerve density in his retinas account for his ability to collect sharper images but his eyes are similar if you look at his eyes Is right it the here shape? look see the eyes right there with the pupil yeah yeah you you've got to think about it again gosh we keep getting into physics you just have to think about like the shape and size of the eye and its ability to like focus, reflect light and focus on distance. It's uh, so kind of like a camera. His eyes are similar to that of uh, uh, feline pupils. That are those. The, this is just true, which I think is wilder than Marvel fiction, unless mm-hmm. we're talking about how Cyclops' eyes work, which is the wildest thing I've ever read. Uh, Bee eyes are similar to those of a domestic cat with vertical slits that can open and close with remarkable speed. Studies have shown that feline pupils are more than 20 times more responsive than human eyes when changing between constricted and dilated states, allowing for superior night vision. Hmm. So beast eyes work in a similar fashion as we understand. That makes sense because he's other animal than human. I, I mean, mean, we it, are it also makes a lot, it makes a lot more animal. sense than some of the, the things in this now, book, I will say Are that. you going to tell me more about Beast or are we moving on? We're moving on. Okay, well, before we move on. Don't you dare. Yeah, it's time to go to the billing You're department. not allowed to do that. I'll do it. Well, okay. Sydney, I'm going to tell you about our next, our next hero, and boy, you're just going to love it. This one's a lady doctor, and she loves gardening. And oh, this is just a great it's one. me. Yeah, you're going to be so excited to hear about it. Are you ready to hear about I'm it? I'm ready. Tough Nuggies, because we're going to the billing department. Uh, let's go. 
We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, this is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun, and it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand up comedy. We both do stand up comedy and have since the dawn of well, Christ. Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. <laughs> uh, we started in the late 80s, and we're still here. You can't kill us. So go to The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. Jackie and Lori Show. New episodes Monday, only on MaximumFun.org.
Greatest Trek is the podcast for all your modern Star Trek needs. It's funny, informative, and now it's also timely. That's because every Friday, right after the release of a new episode of Strange New Worlds, Picard, Lower Decks, Discovery, or Prodigy, we bring you a review of that episode. There's some great new Star Trek coming up, and we're going to cover all of it. You'll like our show because we're both former video producers, so we bring a lot of insight into the production and filmmaking aspects to these episodes. And we also have a very refined sense of humor, so we make lots of delightful fart jokes along the way. So come see why Greatest Trek is one of the most popular television recap podcasts on all of the internet. Subscribe to Greatest Trek at MaximumFun.org or in the podcast app you're using right now. Colossus. Do you know Colossus? Oh, I feel like I should. You would know him. He's a big Russian guy. I was going to say, he. I bet he's big. He's a big Russian guy. Here's Colossus. He's a big Russian guy, and his thing is oh. metal skin. I was going to say, he looks scary. He looks like um, a robot. Yeah, he's not, though. He's a man. As I have to keep reminding you about mutants, they're people just like us. Well, they're homo superior, but you get the idea. They're not So he's not, like okay, us. so his metal skin is not the result of, like, android or, like, partial human, partial something else. You know no, what I'm saying? No. Now, this is confusing because Wolverine's uh, adamantium bones are, are the result of that as right. his the te- the weapon X testing, right? They and cyborg is 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 a machine and man combined. Yeah, cyborg. Yeah, that's in DC. What are you even talking about? Well, I'm just you know Colossus, <laughs> but like this is not that. I'm trying to like clarify. Like this isn't. This is like Terminator Two. Yeah, um, <laughs> this exactly no Terminator Two was all liquid metal. You're talking about the T2000? Yeah. That was all liquid metal. Colossus just coats his body in metal. Wow, because that was still made. Yes. This, this is some, that he was born this way. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, now, this is what's, it's a thin layer of organic metal. He uh, does not breathe in this state, which is interesting, uh, which makes uh, Black Panther think that his skin might be permeable to oxygen, like oxygen may be able to get through. Mm. Um, so, when Pietor... Uh, transforms into Colossus. How does that happen? How does a skin become metal? Think yes. Um. Because well, he's oh he I saw she also mentioned he becomes uh he doubles his weight. I don't know how that's possible. Interestingly, that's, and I don't know why this wouldn't occur to you, he is likely unconsciously drawing from a store of mass located in an alternate dimension. Of course, it's an alternate dimension. I was going to say, a metal skin. I mean, because <laughs> I can, I could again, like, is he able to mobilize? Because we have metals in our body, right? Like, we know yeah. that. We know that there are trace metals, and then, you know, there's iron in there. Like, we know there's metal. And so, like, is he drawing from all the various sources of metal to his, to the surface of his skin? No. No. He's drawing from an alternate dimension. Can you look at this? Um, there's a, there's I wouldn't a, have guessed that again. There's a really grody cross-section of uh, of Colossus's, um, I think it's his leg. Can you look at that you diagram? and just, let, just I mean, I guess well, it, it it's, is. It's the prime, it's the fact that it's like a slice. It does of his, look like a steak. It, it looks, looks like, like they made a, a steak out of his steak. leg. It's like a vertical slice of Colossus ste- or horizontal slice of Colossus steak. How's the diagram looking pretty How's good? How's the diagram? So what do we, we have like a, it looks like a steak. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the steak, we have the bone. So like the round part, roundish. It's a femur. So, you know, it's femur shape, but it's a cross section of a femur. And in the middle of the femur is bone marrow, which is 
that's right. Yeah. And we got bone marrow in the bones. Yeah. So that's all right. And then around that is some like, it looks again like steak, just like red, um, but with like the fat through it and everything. And it says uh, muscles and ligaments is how that's. Uh, that's accurate, right? Yeah. So like that's all. That's how that's labeled. And then outside of it, where you would see like the skin or epidermis is a metal layer and it says organic steel skin. This is not, this that's doesn't tell you much. Medic. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, I mean, I don't know what it's, that's, what am I supposed to know? Like, I do enjoy the extent to which it looks like a colossus steak though. I would like to make that, um, into a cake like we had to do with cells in, um, in school. Remember when you had to make a cell into a cake? Or actually what they told you to do was make a model of a cell and everybody made a cake. Yeah, I did that. Everybody, I did it it too. We all made cakes. Um, Okay, now I'm going to talk about Deadpool. And I'll just read directly. I don't have a question here. I'm just going to read about this. Um, Super awesomeness factor. Sure, Deadpool's healing factor can patch him back together once he's been diced up into itty bitty pieces. Oh, he can heal really fast? But his most important power wasn't stolen from a hairy little Canadian. This one he was born with, Charm. The guy's just oozing with it, and he can pretty much convince anybody to do anything with just a wink and a smile. That's harder with a full face mask, but he's still working on the details. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that Deadpool is a lovable scamp who is welcome in Wakanda whenever he wants to add. Hey. I don't think he wrote this that. This was written by Deadpool. I think Deadpool wrote that. Deadpool got into this book somehow. No. You can tell the font is all wild. He, hey. This guy, this guy's irascible. Okay, but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is is charm something that Deadpool has a lot of? I mean, yeah, he's the and merc with a mouth. Does he use it to manipulate others? Uh, yeah. And get what he wants? I guess, yeah. I mean, because I think what you could say is, like, that's not necessarily a superpower or, like, a mutant ability. Like, there are people who have, who are good at social engineering, mm-hmm. who are really good at, like, reading others and mm-hmm. then adapting to what they need in that moment in order to get a I mean like what what we're edging into are some of the aspects of like sociopathy Mm, yes right now that has to be coupled with like does Deadpool have a conscience like does he feel guilt you know or experience empathy Um, I don't know I don't know those things so Deadpool uh, has you know he can heal himself much like Wolverine but it says here that damaged neurons within Deadpool's brain are regrown and replaced, but the new synaptic connections formed may result in obscured memories and altered thought processes. I think that's interesting that the brain can regrow with a mutant healing factor, but it's even a mutant healing factor can't regrow it in exactly the same way. You know what I mean? I just think that that's interesting to think about because the it's, brain is so complex. It's also kind of a it's also kind of like um I think you could, okay, to get deep for a second. Okay. I think it's kind of a lovely metaphor, too, for, like, Deadpool is someone who, because of his job, I'm mm-hmm. assuming has experienced some trauma. Yes. Right? Yes. And I don't know his backstory. Is it's, it a traumatic backstory? It's not great. It's not great. Well, then, I mean, I think that that's, like, kind of a a a nice way of, like, making a comic book version of how after we've been through trauma— Yes, we can continue to, you know, grow and change and function and have wonderful lives, but like our brains are permanently 
changed by that. Like mm-hmm. the way we think and process information will always be different. Yeah. And that's not bad per se. No, just no. like Deadpool. It shouldn't be stigmatizing, but it it does it does it is something to recognize as you move on through your journey in life that your brain is a little different because of that experience. I think that's kind of lovely. Um, I real quick, I just I have to show you. There's a part I've circled here. Uh, do you mm-hmm. know, know Mystique? Mystique yeah. is one of the yeah. Me- no, I okay. know that one from the movies. Okay, Rebecca Remain uh, was Mystique, and somebody else. All these have two actors because they've done like multiple generations with first class and everything. What? But I know the old ones because I'm an old person. Mystique's power? Yeah, no, I remember she's blue and she turns into other people. Yes, yes. So I thought it was Jennifer Lawrence. It, that second, the that's what one. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, it okay. became well, that, Jennifer I'm, Lawrence and then she was the young Mystique and then older Mystique was Rebecca Romaine, which yeah. I'm sure Rebecca Romaine was just wild about. Yeah, uh, that I, you just said older Mystique. Yeah, yeah that's great. So I just want to real quick, rather than tell you about this, I just want to hand over this diagram and I've circled a part for you to, to specifically... okay so we've got a picture of mystique and basically it all looks like mystique except for we're looking inside her body at her heart is in her left upper thigh (laughs) the vessels are all kind of wonky too but whatever (laughs) and is that are those her intestines over in her left upper arm and shoulder and what does the text say sit Mystique's control over her anatomical structure allows her to shift the placement of her internal organs to avoid fatal injury. (laughs) So she moved her intestines into her arm, which... I think it is kind of interesting. There are are exit points, though, for the intestines. So if you're going to move the intestines into the arm, where is the new exit point? (laughs) Because there are little little pink tubes that are sort of going up her... throat there so you can imagine the entrance point has remained the same there's yes. her mouth but the exit point is not diagrammed and is unclear one would hope that before she has to make a bm she's she's she'll fixed, move it back i do also why I, is her heart now i'm gonna say like putting your heart in your thigh i honey, don't I think, think that's, that's her, a, honey, i think that's her brain that is not her brain honey i think that's her brain look look where it's connecting up to she's moved her brain down into her arm why would it be a fatal injury? See, she's moved her heart and brain. This is where you get a fatal But her brain injury. got long and squishy, like well, long and smooshed. Ar- it's it's in her arm, honey. How is this going to fit? <laughs> that's a brain. I think that's a brain. It looks all coiled up like a small intestine. So yeah, but I think it's a brain. Um, I, I do. Those have are to- those are worse. Pl- like you're gonna get injured, like your leg, and also she's not wearing clothes on the leg. I like th- her leg is unclothed. Even I think the idea, and this is what I'm trying to parse out, is a situation where. My head is is here, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some sort of damage coming towards my head. I'm trying to imagine a situation where it is faster for me to scoop my brain down or just like duck. Duck. Just like not get hit. Or or throw your arm up in front of your face. Something. Okay, can I just say Okay, say anything are, you want. Now, I, I see this is this is weird to me because a lot of stuff has kind of played with like the way the human body really works and then yeah. we sort of expand on that. Here's what I'm gonna say. Your heart sits inside mm-hmm. something called your rib cage. Yes. We call it that because it kind of looks like a cage made yeah. of bone, right. your ribs, right? The reason that it's constructed that way, I mean, in part, it gives us shape. There's lots of reasons. But part of it is that it protects 
the vital structures inside of it, your mm. heart and lungs. Mm-hmm. So it's a good place for internal organs to be because they're very protected. What cage do you have in your upper thigh? None. None. So if you get like stabbed in your upper thigh, it's going right in there to everything important. It's, it's, it's Whereas awesome. like you've got some like protection in your chest. Moreover, your brain sits inside your skull, which is an incredibly like it's a collection of heavy, thick bones. Well, not all of them are, but like the ones up around the brain are really thick and tough. It's why like when your kid bonks their head for the 50th time. It's fine. Well, I mean, generally speaking, you don't freak out because, like, your brains are well protected. She has moved her organs to more vulnerable places in that picture is what I'm saying. Um, I'd like to talk to you about the Inhumans before we close. Okay. And the Inhumans are crappy. And they had a movie, and I don't care because I think the Inhumans are stupid. I don't know anything about them. The Inhu- Well, then just briefly, I, I will Black say Panther's that the research. Inhumans is kind of like I don't love that name. Well, they are. It is so they're re- the result of Cree Creer advanced spacefaring race. Uh, uh, they're the result of Cree experiments performed. They hate the scroll. It's like Cree is a uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, result of Cree experiments performed on primitive humans approximately 25,000 years ago. The Cree's test subjects became a new branch of the human species that was far more powerful and adaptable, provided they were exposed to a highly specific environmental trigger during adolescence, during adolescent physical development. The unique ritual can be known as pterogenesis. So they inhale these the pterogen mist, and it changed their baseline in human DNA to... Um, new proteins begin to form on a strand of inhuman DNA after exposure to vapors produced by pterogen crystals. Okay, I don't even know how they read those. So the the that is what the inhumans are. The they, ribosomal they structure are, must be different. They are crappy. Um, I just wanted to tell you briefly about um, uh, some of the inhumans because they're all uh so crappy. Uh, the first is Black Bolt, and he's the king of the inhumans. But if he talks, then um, he, uh, he he releases incredible destructive force. The faintest whisper from Black Bolt generates enough force to rock a battleship with a high decibel scream can decimate an entire city. So aren't there – Kind of ton- like Black Canary. Yeah, but like <laughs> better, like way more powerful. Oh, 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 oh. He creates the powers, okay – by producing particles in a part of his brain, and those interact with ambient electrons to produce a wide variety of powers. What part of the brain do you think these particles are created in? Right. Like to make sound? Particles produce I mean in your auditor or in your in your your verbal processing, like in Broca's area? Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, tell her what she's won. Particles produced in Black Bolt's Broca's area, the region of the cerebellum that controls speech, interact with a variety of electrons to produce a wide variety of powers. Honey, I know this isn't a quiz, but you did get that one right. I'm so proud of you. Are you proud of me? I am so proud of you. Are you impressed with how much brain knowledge I have? So I just want you to, I'm I'm, I'm laying, I'm also creating a case against the Inhumans and why they're so crappy. Mm -hmm. So that guy, you can agree, that sucks, (laughs) right? But that is the the man of the, the the man leader, the male leader, Black Bolt of the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. His power is that with a single word from his mouth, he can level a city 
he can rewrite. Does he also tap into a different dimension? No, he creates particles in his Broca's area. Try to keep up. I really like, though, like, at some point somebody said, we're playing real fast and loose with, like, Newtonian physics here. Like, can you create matter cannot be, you know, created or destroyed? And, like, how are we creating matter wholesale within these people? And so they found this loophole where they're like, well, they're tapping into another dimension where the matter is coming from. So we're not creating the matter. We're just pulling matter from somewhere else. But in this case, we're just making. Uh, I want now. Okay, so I I, I want to make this point. So that's Black Bolt, the leader of the Inhumans, the king of the Inhumans. But let's meet the queen of the Inhumans, Sydney. What do you think the queen of the Inhumans' power is? Um, I I couldn't even begin to. Total hair control. The queen of the Inhumans' superpower is incredible hair. This, Medusa, what, what year was this? <laughs> Medusa's hair shafts are approximately five times thicker than human hair with internal fibrous structures analogous to steel cable. Strands of individual hair can be bundled together, reinforcing each to a point where she is able to use them to lift loads exceeding 1.6 tons. I mean... The king of the Inhumans levels a city with a shout. The queen of the Inhumans, fantastic hair. Well, but I'm assuming she can, like, knock things over with her hair and capture people, probably kill people with her hair if it's, like, steel cables. Yeah, but, like, some— probably decapitate you with her but hair. But you know they're not real, and so they're made up by probably a man, and a man is, like, king, super voice, levels the city with a single word, so powerful. Queen, superhero. Moving on. I know. I mean, it definitely feels sexist to me. Um, the very— Next. It is a little fabulous, but it is sexist. Yes. But a little fabulous. The very next inhuman in this crappy collection of characters is Triton. That's Black Bolt's cousin. This is Triton. He's a fish man. He looks like yeah, Mr. He looks Sh- like a fish. He looks like Mr. Shape of Water. He's got. He does look like Mr. Shape of Water. Now he has enhanced. Now- <laughs> Did they talk about his, you know? His jumble. Like we talk about in The Shape of Water? No. Um, That was a weird moment in that movie. Did not expect that. Yeah. Um, Now, I just want to talk about, uh, so he prefers it underwater, right? He has, he has to be in water. He has an external. He prefers it underwater. He has an external water circulation system that Mm -hmm. he uses when he's outside because he's got to be in water. Thanks a lot, Terra Genesis. Oh, so he like wears a suit with water in it? Um, okay, okay, but where a lot of these aqua socks, a lot of these cats have increased um, uh, night vision, but Triton has increased underwater vision. <laughs> I thought you were going to say day vision. He has increased day vision. He can see anything in the daytime, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> when he, other who are like too bright, he's like perfect. But so he has increased underwater vision, which is that's too bad because we have goggles, so like we can keep up yeah. <laughs> that's not but how? we can we can ma- we can no, master no, no, that no, one no. he has that much superpower. better he has much better much better than how? goggles yeah how how he has little windshield wipers on his hey, eyes you're being but- <laughs> silly this is anatomy okay this is real this is serious um does he have like an extra film over his eyes like that focuses light better like because i mean that's part of it like you've got to find light sources while you're underwater Mm -hmm. and there and the deeper you go the less so like in order to see there has to be light 
Um, so is he able to like focus light sources better somehow, pick up on on light uh, more so efficiently? He has increased quantities of L and M cones uh, in his retina, which significantly boosts his perception of the green portion of the light spectrum, which enhances his underwater vision. Okay. And I don't have anything to say about Gorgon, the next inhuman, but look at this dork. I'm assuming that's just the diagram is why his leg looks that way. He just has he doesn't go- always run around with his has, muscles hanging he out. He just has goat legs. And the next one's like the next inhuman is a is Lockjaw, a big dog. I mean, he's just a big dog. He's just a big dog with a magic fork. In is his he head. a human that turned into a dog, or is he just a big it's dog? Him. It's him. It's him. It's a, no. He's the result of inhuman experiments on canines. Oh, yeah. I think this is all very sad. I feel like this is sad. This storyline. Yeah. All like, the this is all a, the inhumans are stupid. I feel and bad that's for all them. I, I feel bad for. them. I feel the way about the inhumans that you feel about most comic books. That just. There, it doesn't matter. I think the Inhumans are crappy. Sorry. Well, I don't feel that way about most comic books. That's true. It's not, I don't think they're crappy. I don't have. No, I think they're goofy. I think the Inhumans are goofy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't take them seriously. I, I do think, I do think some comic books are good, but I mean, I read Archie. So like, I'm not going to sit here and throw shade on anybody. Sydney, like Sydney, as always, you've proven yourself to be a wonderful sport. Thank you again to the Marvel Anatomy uh, book because it, oh good. Our cat has just shut the door on us. That's normal. Um, thanks for listening to our show. Thanks to the taxpayers for use of our song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Hey, this is a this is a rarity. Uh, but you want to come see us perform live? You absolutely can. Yeah, if, we if never you, get to do that anymore. I'm excited. On, I know. If you head on over to bit.ly forward slash McElroy Tour, you can purchase tickets to our uh October 13th show with Sawbones opening. Um, and that is going to be uh, in conjunction with New York Comic Con, but you do not need a badge. You can just get tickets and come on out to see it October 13th. So let's go, please. Did I thank the taxpayers? Not yet. Thanks to the taxpayers for the use of their song, Medicines, as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you for listening. That's going to do it for us for this week. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.